Hello boys and girls, you are listening to me, Christopher Menning, your host of On The Back Bar. Episode 5 now, how exciting. This week's guest is a champagne producer named David Lavassa. David produces one of my all-time favourite champagnes, and he's a small producer who makes just over 30,000 bottles a year. And when you compare that to Bollinger, who make 2.5 million bottles a year, it's a pretty small amount. Because of this, David's champagne is pretty exclusive, although I know if you're in Sussex, he is still served at Gravetime Manor, the Aurelian Chateau property where I first met David as the bar manager there. I've actually been to David's vineyard in Champagne and the small village where he produces his bottles. It's a lovely part of the world, and he really is a one-man army. In fact, when we had the tour, we went down to his cellar. He said, this is where we store the bottles. Uh, over here we have this. This is my mum. It really is that personal family orientated, which I love about it. This is a short episode because David is a busy man, so I'm very thankful we got a chance to speak to him. What I will be doing in future is trying to go a bit more in depth with the questions I ask. I don't want to make you listen to an hour of waffle from me because I know you all have busy lives to tend to. That's why we keep each episode to around the 30-45 minute mark. This was recorded last year and we did touch on Brexit, so obviously there have been a few updates since, but we're not a politics show, so I'll leave it there. I want to give a shout out to our recent patron, uh, Daniel Elphinstone. Thanks for joining the community, man. I know you recently moved to Bangkok as a whiskey ambassador for Bacardi, so also a big welcome to the Asian drink scene. Now, you guys can also join as patrons too. For $3 a month, the price of a Starbucks coffee, you'll have all the latest updates about the show, you'll have exclusive knowledge of who I'm interviewing next, and... I will also let you choose a question to ask one of our epic guests. Pretty cool, right? So the link will be in the description, or you can search for patreon.com, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and on the search, go to On The Back Bar, and you will find my page. That is all from me. I really hope you enjoy the show. If you keep listening, at the end, I will let you in the secret of who I've got on next. And trust me, you're going to love it. Let's roll the intro. Benjamin Franklin once said, In wine there is wisdom, in beer there is freedom, and in water there's bacteria. No bacteria here. This is On the Back Bar, hosted by Christopher Menning, an industry expert, author, and bartender who's been in the industry for over a decade. On the Back Bar is your gateway to talking to the people behind the scenes at bars, distilleries, and vineyards around the world. We'll talk to the experts in the industry about future trends, people, spirits, cocktails, wine, and everything else. So kick your feet up, pour your favorite drink, and hang out on the Back Bar. This is Christopher Menning. David, thank you for joining us today on The Back Bar. How have you been? <laughs> no problem, Chris. I'm good, I'm good. Uh, Champagne, it's a good time after harvest. You know, it's, it's a bit quiet mm-hmm. at the moment, so that's perfect. <laughs> and you've just finished the harvest, right? How was it this year compared to last? Yeah, so uh, this year it was absolutely... Crazy, honestly. <laughs> uh, really good, really good uh, harvest. Good quality, good quantity, mm-hmm. and uh, the funny thing is just few days before the harvest. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, uh, I'm waiting for something um, bad, not 
question of quality, but question of quantity. Okay. Um, we had a good surprise, actually. Um, maybe, I think, a lot of vine growers um, made mistake, you know, with the estimation of the quantity. Right. So have you had any trouble with, uh, the, you know, the recent changes in climate? For instance, was there a bigger frost this year or anything? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, first of all, uh, end of April, um, it, it was really cold and uh, we had a bad frost. Speci depends, of, of, of course, of the vines, you know, uh, the situation of the, the vine. It depends of the area. But, uh, yeah, I, um, I had a, a big vines. And I lost... Uh, maybe 60, 60, 70%. Wow, that's that's a lot, okay. Yeah, that's a lot, that's a lot. Well, and uh, um, fortunately, you know, it's just a part of my vines, but it, it was something like um, 40, 45 R, you know, it's, uh, mm -hmm. and I have 4.2 hectares, so it means a good 10%. Okay. Uh, so, not a big, not a good beginning, you know. No, for... not at all. So, I mean, you're, um, I mean, I know you quite well from previous work and view in England, and you're a family-owned champagne house, four point two hectares. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about the history of David Lavasa Champagne? Yeah, sure, sure. Mm. Um, so, I'm the third generation, actually. You know, it's uh, my granddad started the business okay. during the during the forties. And uh, at this time, you know, it was a uh, really, really tiny vines, mm. and uh, it, it, you know, it was more like garden, <laughs> like a real job. Right. So my, my granddad has another job, you know, to complete the uh, the salary. And uh, you know, at this moment, he can sell. Bottles, you know, just he, he, he sell grapes to the big company. Mm -hmm. And uh, after, during the 60s, my dad started uh, the vines, continue actually the business of my grandfather and increase the business. And it was a real job, of course. And um, he begins to sell directly bottles to clients. And uh, I think... Uh, 90, hold on, I'm thinking 92. Uh -huh. Yeah, in 92, I, it was the beginning of uh, my job. So, you know, time flies now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. How, how many bottles are you producing a year at the moment? Uh, 35,000. 35,000. I mean, that's tiny, yeah. really, when you think about it. And um, I, I know you're quite selective with who you choose to sell your champagne, right? You're, um, I mean, in the UK, how many people have a hold of you know, the champagne right now. Okay. Um, you know, actually, it's true, 35,000, 35, it's not a lot. It's a lot for me. <laughs> but for you, it's yeah. not a lot in comparison <laughs> of big business. But uh, it, it's a bit different in champagne, you know. It's because I, I'm, I'm a, we can say, and I like to say I'm a small uh, grower. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, I'm, I'm a bit different because I'm able to sell all my production uh, directly to uh, my clients. Right. Uh, um, so it means I, I'm lucky because I, I, I can choose through uh, my client. Mm -hmm. And um, it's my philosophy. It's when I'm happy with uh, one importer, you know, in, in a country, 
mm-hmm. uh, I'm not looking for another importer in, in the same country. Sure. So it means I have just one importer in London mm-hmm. and not looking for another one. <laughs> so <laughs> Good. it's very exclusive. And, and for the purpose of um, this, it's still Red Squirrel that you import? Actually, right? you know, Red Squirrel um, uh, changed a little bit. The, the, okay. what, what's the name in English? The, um, uh, uh, what's, it's, it's an association with another importer. Right, okay. Uh, and they found a new name. They found a new company. Uh, it's it's Graft, Graft Wines. Graft Wines. So it's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're obviously like a small producer around yeah. some big houses. What are some yeah. of the troubles or I would say some of the challenges of being a small producer in Champagne? <laughs> That's a good question. Very complicated situation. <laughs> Um, the, the only problem when you're a, a small grower, you know, it's uh, obviously, you know, Levasseur, it's not Bollinger. Mm. <laughs> Everybody knows Bollinger, you know. And uh, so when you're a small grower, you have to have something um, typical. It means uh, y- your champagne has to, be, have, has to have something different. And uh, you, you have to... I think you have to, to work more maybe than the other. It means you have to have a good wine. You have to have something different. You have to have a good packaging. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to have a, a, a good philosophy who has exactly the same as your wine and your label, if you know what I mean. You know, it's packaged. Right, sure. So it's the whole thing. There has to be a story. Um, exactly. And a like- real story. Yeah, true. I do like the packaging you have. The bottles are um, really lovely. And I know one of the things is there's illustrations, uh, different one on each bottle, right? Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, sure. Um, Two years ago, you know, I've decided to to, to, to change my uh, marketing company to have a real, actually, marketing company. And... um, it's because I know my wine was good, but it was difficult for me to export my wine. And I, I knew it was because of my labels. Uh, so this is why I, I've decided to change my marketing company. And with the new marketing company, we have an, um, a, good, um, a good beginning. It means, first of all, they say, before working together, um, we have to taste your wine. Mm-hmm, sure. And for me, you know, just um, to make a label without tasting wines, it's it's not working. Mm-hmm. Okay, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so I say, okay, it's a good approach. I like that. And so they taste the wine. And after they ask me what I I would like for my label, and uh, I say I, I would like something very simple, a good, um, what you say, drawing. Yep, illustration. No. Yeah, a good illustration, black and white, and I, I want nearly the same um, label on my each cuvee. I, I prefer uh, my client discover the, a different taste, but mm-hmm. not a different label, if you know what I mean. Okay. And they say, okay, why why not? It, it's good. So they, um, they found um, a, a good 
illustrator in uh, in Reims. He's a bit famous. He's uh, it's Mr. Schmidt, and uh, he's very precise. You know, it's uh, and he's 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 a funny guy actually. Right. And uh, so he drew um, a circle for me with all my life inside. It means um, the the tree, for example. It's it's we say a sorbier in French. Um, and he put it too trunk because I have twins, like details like that. And after in this drawing, he, he puts a few details of my aroma in, in, in my champagne. For example, for the rosé, you can find a, a strawberry jam, you know, um, uh, with a little spoon. You can find nuts, for example, with my brut nature because we have the same aroma and a lot of details like that and uh, and so that was the base of my packaging and we used this circle you know and after we picked few details and put it on the labels i love that so it's actually part of a whole piece and it's very personal too that's great yeah let's um let's talk about some of the bottles that you actually produce um, yeah. am i right there's four or five in total Oh, uh, actually eight. Actually eight. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, but I, I have di- after we, with different dosage, and there's um, a, a special cuvee for Japan. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, how did that yeah. come about, the Japan cuvee? Um, Japan, it's it, it's big market. I have a good importer in 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 Tokyo, and he wanted to have something. Um, match with Japanese food. Um, they say unami, something like that in Japan. And um, so we try different dosage together on my Rue du Sorbier, that's my basic uh, champagne. Uh, but he, he wanted another dosage. Something sweet, but not too sweet. <laughs> so we, we try different dosage. And um, he decided to to have a, an, an extra brut. Uh, sorry, um, not uh, not an extra brut. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's an, what? I have to find it. <laughs> sorry, because <laughs> sure, sure. it's 17 grams per liter, so it's extra dry. Right. Okay. Yeah, 17 grams per liter. So it means. A little bit sweeter than the brut mm-hmm. because my brut is nine grams, and in comparison with my demi sec, demi sec it's um, thirty four grams per liter. Right. So you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And um, the you also have a blanc de blanc uh, and blanc yep. de noir. However, you yep. called them blanc de terroir uh, yeah. and noir de terroir. And, Sorry about my pronunciation. <laughs> no, it's all right. Perfect. Well, um, what is the story behind the names there? Yeah, um, 2011, sorry, 2011, um, I've decided to create two new cuvées because I have my twins in 2011. So I wanted something special for them, you know. Amazing. And so I've decided to, to, to make this bottle in 2011. 
So I, I want it because I have a boy and a girl, so I wanted something yeah. very different. Okay. So I, I don't know who's the boy and the girl, you know, <laughs> up to you, I don't mind. <laughs> okay. But uh, uh, so that was the beginning of the Blanc and Noir de Tower. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's very interesting. It's it's 100% of Chardonnay. Um, in, it's extra, extra brut, mm -hmm. four grams. And... Um, we had a big success with this cuvee. So this is why I've decided to continue the, the cuvee uh, um, and it's still on my uh, uh, list. That's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I also see you've got the Ratafia, which I really yeah. love, by the way. And I, I yeah. use this in cocktails and it, it's just, it's true. delicious. And it's yeah, not true. that known yet, I feel. I feel it's not quite hit the market, say, as other, other bottles. But Ratafia is great. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. In Champagne, you know, it's famous. Right, yeah. It works, it works <laughs> summer or winter. It works really well. Uh -huh, uh -huh. With friends, for example. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it'd be good to talk about sort of um, a bit about the worldwide um, phenomenon going on right now with English sparkling wine and Prosecco yep. sort of taking yep. over the market a bit. What are your thoughts on this? I mean... You know, English sparkling wine has really exploded and you've got people like Ridgeview and Nightimber sort of leading the charge. Yeah. I mean, do you think it's going to carry on like that? Is Champagne sort of stepping back a bit too much? <laughs> Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, at the moment, there's a um, uh, um, sparkling wine fair in Epernay. Mm. Uh, okay. And we have... Um, Last yesterday, I had a meeting about that and about, about the Brexit oh, and, yeah. About, yeah. and about the different sparkling in the world. Um, so we had the guy from uh, the director of Bollinger and the director of uh, Nicolas Feuillat Cooperative. Yeah. And it was very interesting because we have different point of view of the champagne and the sparkling and the Brexit. <laughs> so, you know, we are not jealous or it's not a competition between champagne and sparkling. You sure. know, it's two different wines. I like to say nobody compare um, red Bordeaux and red Burgundy. Okay. Because it's red, you know, it's red wine. But when there's bubble and it's white, there's always comparison with uh, sparkling and champagne. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can find a very good sparkling everywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And you can find a really good champagne in the world, but it's not the same wine. You know, we spoke about climate, we, we spoke about, about um, the, the terroirs, we spoke about the rules to make the wines. There's such huge difference and it changed everything, you know. Um, and the good thing for me, um, when people taste bubbles, even if it's a... Uh, uh, Cava Prosecco or English Sparkling, they taste bubbles. It means it's it's an habit to drink a, a white one with bubbles. So it means it's good for champagne too. Yeah, fantastic. I do like where you stand on this. You you mentioned Brexit, and um, as, as an Englishman, yeah. I'm I'm crying <laughs> about the whole situation. I'm it, sure. I'm is, sure. Is this going to affect you? You know, yeah. going forward, it will. Definitely. 
you know, it's uh, English market's huge market. And I, I, I'm not speaking about it's big market for me too, but I speak for all the growers in Champagne. You know, it's it's huge market. Uh, obviously, you know, we are a bit scared because actually we don't know what's going on. You know, I don't think anyone uh, actually, does. Actually, I think in, in England it's the same. Problem. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, it's the same problem. Yeah. And uh, so we can see, for example, all the importer uh, at huge. Huge, huge stock of champagne at the moment in England before the Brexit, just in case. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. I think it's October the 19th is sort of yeah, uh, the deadline. True. So We're waiting for yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, great. So carrying on, what's our, I mean, what's the future plans for David Lavassa? Anything <laughs> exciting going on or something in the works? We never know. Never say never. Never know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I I don't know. You know. I um. To be happy, first of all. Yeah, <laughs> of course. My, <laughs> that's my goal. Um, no, I, I I don't want to increase my business, honestly. Sure. I, I'm not like that, you know. Um, sometimes, you know, when you're happy, you have to say, "I'm happy." Stop. It's all right. Absolutely. It's not my. Honestly, it's not my goal to be a, a, a huge producer of champagne and very known and blah, blah. No, it's not my style. No, <laughs> no I'm happy like I am. Uh-huh. I, obviously, I, I'm going to try to continue to have a, um, this type of relationship with my importer, the quality of my champagne, um, the quality of the vines, um, uh, mm. you know, uh, organic certification and... Uh, all the things like that, mm-hmm. and try to be my best. <laughs> mm. That's my goal. That's, I mean, that's great. It's. Um, I think your focus on quality is very important, massively sure. so. And yeah. it is a great champagne. I mean, honestly, it's, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> and this you. is coming from somebody who drinks a lot of champagne too. But um, no, it's great, man, really. And uh, honestly, good luck for everything that happens in the future. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> no worries. Well, hey there, guys. Um, I really hope you liked the show. If you loved it, please subscribe and leave me a comment. Or alternatively, you can email me on Christopher at GastronomerLifestyle.com. I really take on all feedback because you are my listeners. It's your show too. And I want you to get the best experience. So next week, we have none other than Martin Hudak. Martin is a very popular figure in the drinks world. He's ex-Savoy from London. He is now the global coffee ambassador for Mr. Black's Liqueur. And you can find him behind Maybe Sammy Cocktail Bar in Sydney. He also won International Bartender of the Year 2019. So he has got so much to tell us next week. Um, I think you're going to find it quite inspiring. So that's it. Have a wonderful week. Talk to you all soon. Chris out.